0: and welcome to this bonus episode of Common Mystics, Mystics in the Making. I'm Jennifer
1: James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychic. We're sisters. And we are Common Mystics. So Jen, why um, are we doing this bonus episode? We are doing this bonus
0: episode because we just did episode number one. We shared it with some family and friends for feedback and some of the feedback we got was that we should talk about ourselves and how we quote unquote became psychic. So in trying to address that, um, we, there wasn't really a moment where we became psychic. Like it that's, was never about us being psychic. No, it's actually not about us at all.
1: Yeah. It's
0: more about the environment that we grew up in. Like, it wasn't like a becoming, like, hello, like, I'm psychic. Yeah, it was more like we're just in this arena. Exactly, exactly. So
1: our first person um, that we selected to discuss about how they crafted um, – our influence into the mystical Mm -hmm. and the spiritual realm would be our maternal grandmother, um, Irena, our mom's mother. So, Jen, can you give us some background on Graham's origin story? Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So she was Grandma Irene
0: in English, but she was Polish, so Irena would be her name. She was born in 1920 in rural Poland, um, a devout Catholic, She had a really poor upbringing working on a small farm. And she had a single mother. She did. That's right. And several siblings. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was a big family. It was five, at least five. At least five. And um, then in, you know, 1938, the Germans came and picked her up on her 18th birthday and brought her to Germany where she worked, you know, did basically slave labor for the entirety of World War II. So she was a pretty amazing woman, and it's not
1: surprising that she had such a strong spiritual self. Um, Jen and I have a really um, interesting relationships with her grandmother because um, when Jen was born, Grandma and Grandpa had a four flat in on the south side, and Jennifer and Mom and Dad lived in one of the apartments, and, and so Jen was basically raised to up to the age of five with Grandma, and then. Um, our parents moved to the suburbs and, um, eventually, um, when Jen was in middle school and I was about six, maybe mm-hmm. grandma's house burned down, the four flat burned down and grandma, grandpa, and my mom's youngest sibling, aunt Jeannie moved into our house in the suburbs for a few years, at mm-hmm. least three, I think. I think two or three. And then, um. At, after our gra- our aunt's Jeannie, had passed away at a young age suddenly, my mom and I, still living at home, moved back into a different residence with our grandmother in our grandmother's house. Right. Um. So, so what was unique about that is that we, at several different moments in our lives,
0: and in several different moments in her lives, we were intimately, you know, connected. Right. right, like seeing her everyday sort of relationship. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: So, um, we picked out a few grandma stories and a, a few um, experiences we have and we remember about our grandmother. First, I want to say that grandmother had a very spe- I say grandmother; it's grandma had a very <laughs> special um, way about her. She the aura. Oh yes, it, she was you felt like you were in church when you were around her you felt safe you felt at peace but you also knew like you can't be messing around (laughs) like she was strict right there is you felt literally like you were at church um do you want want to add to that at all
0: no I agree and just there was this whole like lightness Mm. about her space you know if you walked into her kitchen it was like uh, almost like you know, you're, I don't know, just light, mm-hmm. you know. Physically light. Physically light, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So th- the first story that Well, I before to- we get to the stories, I do want to preface this by saying that, you know, if you ask our cousins right to relate stories that grandma told them. Or our aunts. Or, or yeah, or our aunts, correct. Um, they're going to give you different versions of the story. Um, because at this point, the stories that we've heard over the course of these, I don't know, 40 years, you know, um, they've, they've shifted and changed. And, and it became
1: lore, literally
0: family lore. Absolutely. So, you know, if, when we share these with our family, you know, they're going to be like, oh, I remember it differently. And we expect that because Jennifer and I, right, we don't agree <laughs> or not, not that we don't agree, but the details that I remember are different than the details you remember. It's very subjective. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest, I think grandma told it a little different too, because she would tell <laughs> the same
1: stories again and again. Right. And we didn't really talk about it with each other. No. until Grandma already had passed. Right. That's, that's extreme. That's very true. Mm. So, so what are we going to start with? So I entitled this baby grandma story. <laughs> um, so grandmother, grandma, when she was living with her brother and sisters um, on the farm in rural, I think it was Pojnain, and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But um, so when grandma was a little girl, she was the second or third? Of third. The, she was the third of the five, and she got very sick. Um, And they were laying – they had, like, a one bed that the kids shared. And they were – she was at at the farm, and she was laying in bed – And Grandma, the other kids were in the field doing the chores for the day, but Grandma was like, your great-grandmother, I should say, um, Josephine, was grandmother's mother's name. And she told Grandma to lay in bed, and she was going to go get the doctor. So um, Grandma Josephine left the other kids in the field to do the chores for the day, our Grandma Irene in bed, and went to go fetch the the doctor in town. So um, when our Grandma was laying in bed, she heard, Irena, Irena. And someone calling her outside. And so little grandma got out of bed and she went into the yard and it was a fenced in area and she saw what she believed, who she believed to be the Blessed Virgin. And the Blessed Virgin was standing um, near a tree. So grandma came, walked up to her and she said, Elena, I can take you now or you can stay And you could pray and help people on earth, but it's going to be a very hard life, Irena. It's going to be a lot of pain. It's going to be really hard, a lot to lift. And little grandma said, let me me live. Let me hold it. Let me do what you need me to do. And she said, okay, then you have to lay in the sun. Lay in the sun. Don't go back in bed. Lay on the little bench. So the Blessed Virgin gave grandma directions to go lay on the bench and grandma was laying there when grandma josephine came back with the doctor and grandma josephine was surprised to see grandma laying on the bench and she was like what are you doing you're sick go to bed and grandma irene said no mama i have to stay here i have to lay here and um she convinced her mom to let her stay so her mom got her like a pillow and tried to make her comfortable on the bench the doctor checked her out and she just was sick and there was really nothing he added to the situation And he left. And so Grandma was laying on the bench in her fenced-in yard, and she saw from a distance someone walking towards her. And he was wearing – it was a man she recognized, and he was wearing a long burgundy – I don't know how to describe it. Cloak. Great, cloak. And he came, and he opened the fence, and he didn't say anything to her, but he handed her – a big cross over her. It's like he handed it to her, but it was like it, like an air cross, right. if that makes sense. So he made the, he sign, made the sign of the cross, cross over her. And he didn't say anything. He just smiled at her a little bit and turned around and walked away. Did she ever tell you who that was? She thought it was Jesus. And she said he was beautiful. Blue eyes, blondish brown hair, beautiful man. And so peaceful. So peaceful. Um, so Grandma eventually ended up getting better and um, that was a really memorable story that she would tell me again and again as I was growing up. Right. One thing that
0: I noticed that some people might not know is that, you know, uh, Mary was Jesus's mother. Right? right. And people call her Mary. Our, we were not raised to use her first name, mm-hmm. no. So we were taught to call her Blessed Mother or Blessed Virgin. So when you were talking about the Blessed Virgin, you're talking about Mary, yes, right? So yes. people who don't know that terminology, that's grandma talk. Yeah, that is grandma talk. That's talking. grandma talk. I, there's no way. I, there's, yes, that's yes. a Blessed Mother. Even now when people say Mary, I kind of cringe I know. I even hearing you it's say like, it, I'm like, mm. oh, it's a
1: reverend. <laughs> it's
0: true, right? Okay, so that was one of my favorites. Wow, that's a good one. That brought tears to my eyes. Thank you. What was? Oh, give me one of yours. Tell me what I'm supposed to talk about. I don't remember. Oh, I
1: can't say the name.
0: I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) what Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Okay, so um, when Grandma was living in Chicago, so she had moved with her family to Chicago, and um, her daily routine was, you know, get up and and do her chores and just go about her day. She never worked outside the house. Grandpa did. You know, she had four daughters. Um, And uh, one day... She was lying in bed at night, you know, saying her prayers, and a man walked into her bedroom and sat on the edge of her bed. And Grandma told me that um, he, was, he was very handsome. He was a handsome man. He was well-dressed. He had a suit on and like a, a top hat, Right. And he sat, and he had a cane. And I remember her saying that the cane was, like, fancy. You know, it wasn't just, like, a wooden cane. It was, like, had, like, a gold or brass kind of handle on it. Mm-hmm. And he sat on the edge of the bed. And he said to her, I told you not to go there. And she was confused that he would say that to her. Now, just to be clear... Her confusion wasn't that a strange person walked into her bedroom and sat down Mm -hmm. because she knew that this person was not of a, you know, human, right? This was like a spiritual being that had come to her, and that happened all the time, Mm -hmm. right? So that was commonplace that, like, dead people would come and see Grandma, right? And ask for prayers. Exactly. Give messages. So that wasn't what confused her. What confused her was his manner of speaking, like, I told you not to go there. So she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, why did you go there? I told you not to go there. And he didn't elaborate, but he started getting angrier and angrier. And again, grandma, her mind was racing because she's like, who is this? And what are, what are they talking about? And she was telling me that she was going through the events of the day in her head. She's like, where did I go? I don't know. I, I, I made food. You know, I, I cooked. I did the laundry. Um, I worked in the yard. I did everything I normally do. What is this person talking about? And so again, he got even angrier. And he said, why did you go there? And she thought, the only place I went was first thing this morning. I went to church like I always go to church. And then he turned on her and looked her in the eye and said, that's where you went. And he took off his hat and she saw two horns on his head. And that's when she knew that the being that was sitting on her bed and reprimanding her was the devil himself so grandma grasped the crucifix around her neck it might have been a you know the blessed mother statue that or the icon that she wore around her neck but she grasped it and she said blessed mother come and step on his head and um and then he disappeared but as a kid that a story sc- oh, was the scariest thing so so, so scary, scary.
1: It, and I do not understand why she told us this because I. She told me it too. <laughs> like, like, we were children. children. Like,
0: I was really young. <laughs>
1: like, I
0: am like rocking, holding myself right now because that it's shit. Not okay. Not okay. And when
1: you would ask our mother about it, she would just be like, we're, no, we're not. Like, she was no we're comfort. Not- like, she was like, no, it happened. The devil is real and he shows up (laughs) in your room. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Talking about afraid
0: of the dark. Oh, Jesus.
1: Let's go. (laughs) Let's
0: (laughs) change the subject.
1: Okay, moving on, moving on. So, personal experiences with grandma. Um, that we realized at some point in our lives weren't normal grandma things. It wasn't like she made a pie. And it was like grandma did like extraordinary things that yeah. we came to realize like that's that's different. Right. Grandma. You want me to go first? Yes, I like yours.
0: <laughs> so I, I was – I don't know. I don't know how old I was, but I, I was sitting in her kitchen. I was maybe, I don't know, 8 or 10, whatever. And she looked at me and she goes, what's wrong with you? And I said – I don't, nothing's wrong. She's like, no, what's wrong with you? And she was like, stern about it. And I'm like, Grandma, nothing's wrong with me. She looked at me. Somebody gave you the evil eye. I'm like, what does that even mean? Somebody, what does that even mean? And she didn't have the best English. So she didn't really explain what she meant, but she walked over to me and she like, you know how the doctor will like put down your lower eyelid and like, (laughs) look at the whites. She did that. She like looked at the whites in my eyes. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? She was pulling down the, my lower eyelids. She licked my forehead. She licked my forehead. And then she was convinced that yes, this was the evil eye. Somebody had, I don't know, hexed me. So, um, she took a loaf of bread and she pinched, um, a hole into a piece of bread and she took a glass of water and she put the bread in the water and then she took salt and I'm pretty sure I don't remember what she did with the salt. I think she, she sprinkled the salt in the water and then mixed it up and then she took a sip of the water and spit it back into the cup and then she told me that, um, if I'm honest, she told me to take a sip of the cup. It was nasty, yeah, I know, but I didn't fine. want to tell you that. It's, it's okay. kind of gross. It's but... okay. So of course I did it, and then like I don't know that was supposed to like cure my evil, my you know the the hex that was put on me. But but that happened.
1: Oh wow! Like that happened. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. That's different.
0: That's, di- that's, that's different. Not that's not, that's, that's not, not apple pie. That's not apple pie. I no. would have taken an apple
1: pie. <laughs> 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 um, my grandma experienced um is that one of my favorites is that I had gotten a kitty cat um a baby kitten from my aunt and my cousin delivered this baby cat to me and I was so excited about this cat and I had an apartment like 3 3 blocks away from grandma and mom's house and so and I was like 26 at the time so I brought the cat over to my mom and my grandma and grandma took the cat for me and lifted it up like Simba <laughs> above her head and then immediately bended at the waist with the cat in her hands and with a figure eight around her ankles saying something in polish again and again and again then she lifted him back up to eye level looked him in the eyes and handed him to me and said now he'll never leave you and i was like what <laughs> just happened i was like okay i was like and so you still have that and cat and i still and he, <laughs> that cat is still my caddy and he um actually is the best little Best little soulmate I got. Aw. Yeah. So I think those
0: are all the stories that we wanted to share today. Oh, no. Prof- the dreams. Oh, yeah. Gosh. So not only did Grandma do white magic, and not only did she speak to dead people. Oh, wow. She also had prophetic dreams. True. And um, – When do you say it like that. <laughs> right? And um, so I remember I was in sixth grade, and – Grandma kept having these dreams, and I know this from our mother because she was telling mom about the dreams because, you know, mom did astrology, so they would talk about things like that, right? Right. right. So grandma kept having this recurring dream over and over. The dream was that she was seeing the block in Chicago where her house was, and her house was glowing. It was the brightest on the block. And so, you know, she asked Stella, my mom, you know, what does it mean? And mom's like, I don't I don't know what it means. You know, but grandma kept having that dream. Mm-hmm. She told me that she thought it was a good dream. You know, hey, my house is the brightest. You'd think that would be a good dream, right? Right. Well, it turns out her house burned down. It was on fire. Um, we had already mentioned that at the opening of this episode, but um, it was not a good dream. It was quite a prophetic dream. Not very helpful, as it turns out. I know. But but nonetheless, she knew that something was going to happen, and she knew that her house would be the brightest on the block. And unfortunately, it was, but not for any good reason.
1: Um Yeah. my uh one of my favorite grandma stories when it comes to her dreams revolves um munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, so not as serious. you don't say. <laughs> um, but uh when my aunt Jeannie was alive, she was living um in my in a house with my grandma and Jeannie's husband Tony. So Jeannie's husband Tony would take grandma to church every Sunday, because at that time when she was getting older, she couldn't go any day, every day anymore. So after church, um one day Tony said, we're going to bring home Jeannie um, Munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts and a coffee. So they go through the drive-thru. They bring a box of Dunkin' Donuts home. And um, Tony said, I'll carry the coffee. I'll carry the donuts. Do you want to carry the Munchkins? And Grandma said to him, Mm-mm. I had a dream last night that the Munchkins were all over the yard. So if I hold them, I know that they're going to fall to the ground. And Tony was like, okay. <laughs> and it was just like, all right. All right whatever don't you it. say. Whatever you say. <laughs> And as grandma was leaving the garage, the threshold of the garage, she her foot got caught on the step and she ended up tumbling f- forward into the yard. She was okay. She was okay. But. But she told him. She's like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. That's why you that's needed so to grandma. hold them. I told you. Um, the funny thing about that is that you're right. Her, her, the dreams. And as we come to realize, as we're having our own experiences is that it's really hard to determine. Yeah, you like, don't really know why yeah. you're seeing what you're seeing. Right. And for what reason and right. what does it mean? And in what context? And they're not very clear. No. Yeah. So that's very interesting that you brought that up. That's 100%. True.
0: Yeah. So, so in closing, I would like to say that, um, when she was alive, Grandma would not have approved Mm -mm. of us sharing her stories. She would be so
1: mad at us. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And, you know, in fact, every time she'd tell you a story, she would say the same thing Mm -hmm. afterwards. And I'll share that now. She'd say, now don't say anything. They'll think you're crazy. No one will believe you. That's
1: true. Well, it's good night. Thank you guys so much. Bye Bye.